Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the First and Ten Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. Your host, of course, Dave Sturchio, alongside Tony Catalina and Aiden Davis. Fellas, first of all, Happy New Year. I hope you guys enjoyed thoroughly. Uh, I had a quiet one. Tony, how was yours? I, I, I just, I'll kick it off by saying I didn't leave the couch. I watched some college football ate some terrible food well it was good food not good for you um a lot of those, a lot of those meals and about mm, six to seven beers knowing i didn't have to go anywhere it was a nice easy coasting bed in bed by like 12 23 a.m i was done for how'd you do i had a perfect night to be honest with you uh, we went out had a nice dinner had a couple of drinks got home and uh my wife had to tap me on the shoulder at about 11 59 to be like hey the ball's about to drop and <laughs> I swear to you, I was in bed by twelve ten, but I did see it drop, so it's a successful night. That's good, man. Uh, Aiden, how's your New Year's, bro? Yeah, I mean, I'm twenty three years old, so I think my New Year's was a little bit not. I wouldn't say more exciting, but definitely maybe a little bit more consumption. <laughs> so basically, what he's saying is, you old hacks, you guys. I'm glad you guys <laughs> stayed home, did nothing. Uh, I went out and I raged for a night. Um, yeah, I mean, I think maybe a New Year's in Texas is probably a lot more fun than a New Year's in, in, in New Jersey, New York, because all it is is a massive cesspool where that ball drops. And it's Ooh, just yeah. it's just like people are just pissing themselves and stuff the entire night. It's just it's not a good time. I've never gone. I've had no aspirations to go. And I think it keeps getting more dead by the year. Every time they like pan to it, I just feel like there's less and less people. So maybe 2020 had a lot to do with that. But obviously, 21 and you know, now I'm looking at 22 into 23. I'm like, eh, it's not. Nothing great. Um. Anyway, there was football played, and I know there's a lot of coverage of the Dallas Cowboys uh, winning their previous game on Thursday night over the Tennessee Titans. They handled their business. I know there was a lot of, you know, again, once again, you would think that if you went on, if you logged on Twitter at like 1120 at night after the game had concluded, you would think that we lost the game um, and we were in total disarray. And it was just like the world is over. Everything's collapsing around us. So, Tony. To put a bow on the Cowboys game, what is your takeaway from the A, relatively slow start, some of the struggles and some of the some of the victories, including the ultimate one, the actual win? Yeah, I think you 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 hit the hit nail on the head there. I mean, you cover, and we know how it is in Vegas. When you're able to kind of cover and win by 14 points, you feel pretty good about that. And uh, I, I you know I know every fan base has you know has their style points and they want to win in you know dramatic fashion. But you know we're gonna sit here and we've said this a few times over the last couple of months. Um, we don't apologize for victories. Yeah, I don't care who they tried it out. Um, you know the Cowboys took care of business, did what they had to do. Now. There's things to be concerned with, things that you want to kind of get better at. And as we move forward, there's going to be things that are going to probably rear their ugly head if they don't figure them out. But I'm not going to sit here and really poo-poo a 14-point victory. i tell you that right now. Aiden, you obviously watched the game uh, alongside us as well. 
Um, something to really consider again is the turnover woes just don't seem to completely go away for the Cowboys. There's, there's a couple of them, uh, one not being his fault and one being just a really bad throw and a great jumped route as well. Um, your confidence level now heading into the week 18 matchup with the Washington Commanders. We'll get into everything, obviously, all the seedings and the possibilities and all the crap that went down on Sunday, week 17. But overall, where are you standing on Dak Prescott right now? I, in Dak Prescott, I'm not freaking out whatsoever because if you look at Dak Prescott played outside of three plays, Dak Prescott went scorched earth on Thursday. That was a great game by Dak. Now those three plays, one of obviously the Hendershot interception was not on him. So you could really say two plays. They're concerned that turnovers are concerning, but take out those three plays where the Cowboys turn the ball over. All three of those drives, the Cowboys were rolling, and I would have assumed they put up points. They put up, if you eliminate those turnovers and you put up points on those three drives, the Cowboys win, what, at minimum, probably 36 to 13. And what's the narrative after that? Maybe they put up two touchdowns, win, put up a 40 burger. I mean, I just think if you, turnovers, a little bit concerning, but I mean, if those get cleaned up, this Cowboys team's scary. And shout out to the defense. Great game by the defense in that one outside of Nishan Wright. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it just seems to be the Cowboys bugaboo to kind of let the um, the unsung, unnoticed, nobody knows who this guy is quarterback go out there and ball out. And and, and I'm not saying that uh, Hobbs balled out by any stretch, but I will say that there was some plays to be had and he made some plays. And just like, you know, just like the, the Texans two quarterback shuffle we had to deal with, just like Gardner Minshew, you know, all these backup quarterbacks that come in here and less tape on them. There was literally no tape on this kid. The guy was signed last week from Detroit's practice squad. So we really, you know, it, it's hard to, um, you know, kind of get into that. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, I think, like I said, the Cowboys took care of business. Um, and, and that's, that's where we'll leave it. We'll leave them with a Cowboys win and a 12 and four record heading into week 17. Now, obviously everything that we've said over the last couple of weeks, we said, all right, there's a lot of scenarios here as far as the playoffs are concerned, but X, Y, and Z have to happen, right? The most far-fetched one we thought going into two weeks ago was that the fact that the, after the Cowboys had lost to the Jaguars, we're all sitting around saying, okay, well, the only way the Cowboys can win this division is if the Philadelphia Eagles completely piss themselves over the next three weeks and lose three straight games. Now, there was people that were optimistic that could happen, especially – after the news of Jalen Hurts going down, I started to feel like, you know what, this is not, you know, we we go out there, we handle our business, and let's see what the Saints are playing for and blah, 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 and let, here we are. Week 17 is over now, except for obviously the Bills and the Buffalo, uh, I mean the Bills and the Bengals tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening on Monday. Um, but the Dallas Cowboys are one game behind the Philadelphia Eagles as the Eagles have lost two straight games. Now, Tony, there's a lot of things in play. We can also go over the fact that, Carolina couldn't get the job done, right? And Tampa Bay is now your NFC South champions. They will be locked in at the four spot. The New York football giants go out there. They take care of business because the Colts decided not to show up at all. I mean, nobody really expected them to. But that all of a sudden locks the Giants in at the sixth spot. There's a lot of jumbling going around. The Lions take care of business. They get it done. The Packers destroy the Minnesota fraudulent Vikings, who I've been saying this the entire season, that they are just, I don't care how many comebacks they had or how many, you know, all these fourth quarter comeback, doesn't matter to me. It takes a bad team to put yourself in a position like that, and they just so happen to get the, you know, the ball rolling. Um, but Tony now, 
going into week 17, the Cowboys right now, we don't know the schedule yet. Um, it has not come out yet, I don't think. But all signs are probably pointing to the Cowboys playing the Washington Commanders and the Giants playing Philly all at the same time. Tony, your likelihood that the Giants will come out and show out. The, the Washington Commanders have been eliminated from playoff contention with a Packers win. So the Cowboys should coast if they play their starters for X amount of time. How are you seeing this play out? Yeah, the fact that the commanders got bounced is a really good thing for the Cowboys, right? Because um, by all all means, the Cowboys have much to play for in week 18. You know, as little as the chances, the Cowboys showing us that they're going to play football as long as there's a reason and something to fight for. Um, now, the commanders might go out there and play Sam Howell at quarterback. We don't, we don't know how they're going to handle it, right? I mean, and by the, and by the way, they're going to have their bags packed for warm weather in Cabo and all that. So they're going to be checked out mentally anyway. So you feel good about that game. The Eagles game and the Giants game is pretty interesting. I know there's a lot of people, Stitch, and I saw you one of them on Twitter saying, like, you know, the Giants could get some payback for last year, how they handled it. Oh, a couple um, years ago. It wasn't really last yeah, year. Yeah, whatever. What, you know what I mean? A couple of years ago, how they handled that situation. But, you know, I, I looked at it a little differently. It's 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 Brian Dayball. It's a new staff. I wonder how they handle it. They might not even care, right? There may be people in that staff that's like, you know, let's kill these guys. But at the same time, they, they're probably – they have bigger fish to fry. And I, I'm thinking that the Giants are probably going to lay an egg on this one. Um, I would love to be wrong, right? I would love to see the Giants go and stick it to the Eagles. And e either way, I kind of put this tweet out there and I said, you know, the, the worst-case scenario for the Eagles here is – Hertz got, has to play right now at this situation. He's not going to be hundred percent. He's not going to be hundred percent at all moving forward, but he, he has to go out there and, and secure this victory. Now in a worst case scenario, let's say he goes out there, gives it everything he got and they still find a way to lose the game. Now they got a banged up team coming off a three game losing streak that has to go and play Tampa Bay. You know, there's no buy. There is no home game. It's, you know, so the pressure is on the Eagles now, you know, more than likely they probably get it done. There, there's a lot that had to go right for the Cowboys to get to this scenario, but man, the Eagles better find to get a way to win because this could be really fast and really ugly for them. Aiden, now gun to your head. What do you want? Like, what, what do you want right now? Because clearly there's a bunch of possibilities. The Cowboys can get the one. They can get the two. They can get the three. There's like so many different possibilities for the Cowboys with now all the spots are basically secure. It's now it's, it's just a matter of waiting to see who gets the seven, whether that be the Lions, the Seahawks, or the uh, or the Packers. I think right now, as it stands right now, the Seattle Seahawks are the seven as of right now. And then next week, if the Packers beat the Lions, the Packers would jump right into that seven spot. So now you're looking at a three-team race, and I believe if, all, if that makes sense, that means the Lions would have to win and the Seahawks would have to lose for the Lions to get in the playoffs. So there's a, a bunch of teams. There's three teams right now vying for that last spot. But overall, Aiden, the path for the Cowboys to have a successful – successful postseason who do they play first yeah one thing that i think hasn't really been discussed and maybe this is just a result of it being the three o'clock game the most important game for me next week in terms of what i want to happen for the cowboys is going to rest in that san francisco game if san francisco drops their game to arizona in a miracle i yeah i obviously want the cowboys to win i want the eagles to lose i want us to obviously wrap up that first round by because that's huge now, in the more likely scenario that the 49ers win, honestly, I think I'm fine with the five seed because I don't want to play Aaron Rodgers in the first round. I don't care if it's at home. I I don't I get it exercising your demons or whatever. No, I want to win in the playoffs. And to me, playing the Packers in the first round when we're the two seed, that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. So 
if you told me the 49ers win, I'm going to assume the Packers beat Detroit. Now, I will be rooting hard for Detroit, but I'm going to assume the Packers beat Detroit. In that case, just give me the five seed. I'll take my chances with Tom Brady, who's averaging like 17 points this year. Tony, does uh, does week 17 Tom Brady change your tune a little bit about wanting to play the Tampa Bay Bucks Because this Bucks team that we've watched week in and week out have not been they haven't been good right until the fourth quarter or 30 seconds left or whenever Tom Brady gets a short field has to dice up a couple corners here and there. And then they get the win today. They, they basically steamrolled that team. I understand it came down to an onside kick or at least, you know, it was almost an onside kick, but like they came down to that, right? The, the Panthers had a chance um, at the end there, but again, this guy lights up the scoreboard. He connects with Mike Evans. Does that change your tune about the bucks this year? No, not really. I mean, I, I think you are what you show as a whole. I think the reasons and the things that Aiden say about the Packers is very real. They're hot. You know, the Packers are playing really good football. You don't want to see them because how they're going to end up getting there is a really quality end of season body of work for Tampa Bay to go out there and kind of scrap and claw and find their way to win and kind of, you know, there's a chance. I mean, I don't know how they're going to handle it next week, but there's a chance that they could come in the playoffs and be an uh, under 500 division winner. So if you're telling me that the Cowboys are going to be a five seed and have to play a sub 500 team, I'm going to take it. I know it's Tom Brady. I know it's Aaron Rodgers, and those are scary names, but you know, there's, there's something to be saying. I don't think they're the old Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they're the old Tom Brady. So, um, you know, when you hit the playoffs, you're going to have to play good teams and you're going to have to beat them eventually. So if, if, if that's how it lines up where it's either Tom or it's Aaron, let, let's just line up and play some football because either way, we're not going to be able to run, run away from good teams either way. Aiden, how do you play next week, man? Uh, with the fact that, like, obviously, you know, again, if you guys get any updates as far as the schedule is concerned, please fill me in as we're recording live at 820 at night. Usually I thought for sure you would get the schedule before the eight, you know, the eight o'clock game would kick off between the Ravens and the Steelers. You got anything, Tony? You got anything? I think I think it might be halftime, but I've been checking. OK, so come might be, okay. Time, yeah. in any event. Um, so now the Cowboys do have obviously a path to win the division. You know, and you look at this roster up and down, you can kind of assume that LVE will sit this one out. You can kind of assume that obviously Tyler Biotish is going to be too hurt and still recovering from the high ankle sprain. So he'll be out. You can kind of assume that Pollard was close to going last week. But how do you play this one out, man? I mean, you got the Washington commanders going out there, probably trotting out their B squad. Who cares squad? I mean, I mean, today they trotted out. I, I just got informed this on the way home uh, of their new mascot. And I think that this is just a, a perfect representation of how poverty this franchise is. I think it's Tuddy the pig or so. I don't even know. Who cares? I hope the thing gets tackled, to be honest with you, at some point or another. But how do you play this game in week 18, Aiden? I'm playing it as safe as possible. I I know Dak finished out the game, but I still think I'd give him a week to rest for that from that quote-unquote minor hyperextension. I, he still looks solid in the second half, and clearly it wasn't really affecting him, but I, Cooper Rush beat the Commanders once. He can do it again, especially if he's playing Sam Howell in his first career NFL start. In terms of other players, I'm you can trot out the normal offensive line. CD can play a couple series, but then I'm taking CD immediately out of the game. Pollard, I'm letting him get to a thousand yards and I'm pulling him out of the game. You need like 12 yards. Something like yeah, that. he's like 12 yards away. So <laughs> he can play the first drive and I'm taking him out of the game. And then on defense, I'm fine letting the normal defenders play outside of like digs. I, I don't want to risk an injury to digs at all, knowing our cornerback situation. Still, if he like 
But that You'll division's wanna, on the line, man. The division's still there. I mean, but you know, don't you don't you think the Cowboys can beat the Commanders even if we're playing, even if we're trying out our B squad? I'm not saying complete B squad. Still play the offensive line. I'm fine letting Zeke carry the bulk of the carries because that guy never gets injured. So I'm normal receivers outside of CD. I'm just. I really don't want to risk an injury, especially knowing that I'm fine with the five seat. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. So, all right, in that same breath, I'll go to you, Tony. Last year, in this scenario, you know, we didn't have to have the game against Philly, and we beat the tar out of them anyway, and everybody ran up their stat sheet, right? And and to me, it felt great. But then we fell completely flat in that first-round matchup against the 49ers. Everybody knows the story. So now you're going in there. You have a spot secure. You technically are still alive for the division. So how are you playing this? You're Mike McCarthy. How are you putting in these guys? I mean, you got to be scoreboard watching at some point because, look, if the Cowboys are up, like, let's just say 10-3, right, and they look up at the scoreboard and Philadelphia is up 27 nothing. you know what I mean? And you just realize, like, all right, you know, like, it's, that's a wrap. You know, are you scoreboard watching? How are you going into this week? Yeah, I mean, last year I was we, – we talked about it. Um, I was definitely on team rest last year. Um, but that's because the game was absolutely meaningless. I understand that there's emotion involved, and, and they completely went opposite of how I handled it, and it went well in that game. But how it projected after that, it's not really – relevant right now in my opinion there is actual tangible things to earn this week right there's things that they are playing for if if i was 100 percent on board with what aiden said if the eagles won this week or today you know what i mean if they won this football game and it meant nothing i'm, I'm doing everything he said i'm starting cooper rush and malik davis is getting all the totes like that's that's what i would be doing but the fact and we know mike mccarthy we know the track record their aggressiveness they how they feel about momentum they're going to go out there and play the football game and try to win so it you know i could we always talk about because this is what we do we talk about of our opinions it's great i'll give my opinion on it but i'm just going to tell you what i think they're going to do and i think they're going to go out there and they're going to try to win the football game and and they're in the nfl schedule makers are going to put it together where the eagles and the cowboys are not going to have an advantage one way or the other and they're going to go out there and have to win a football game yes yeah. i'll go ahead Aiden. Yeah, let me clarify. I think Mike McCarthy is going to play the normal starters. What my opinion, it's completely irrelevant because, yeah, Dax can get the start. Real think- question. Go ahead. I have a question for y'all. If the 49, if we know the 49ers win, I mean, I don't know if we'll know by the time Cowboys kicks off. Do you, do you guys want the Cowboys to be the five seed instead of the two seed playing the Packers? Oof, it's interesting because you know what? Hey, listen, you know what you're doing right now, Aiden? You're actually saying that it's it's definitely the Packers. You know what I mean? So, and, and also, I point to, 
the Packers winning at home, just like they just did. But keep in mind, guys, like the Packers were had plenty in Lambeau this year. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like we we could have had them. You know, we blew the big lead. There was plenty of teams that that went into Lambeau Field and and won that game. And people were looking around like, I can't believe they went up near Lambeau. There was a time where the Packers were a a bad football team. You know what I'm saying? So like all of a sudden, if the Lions are playing up, maybe the Lions win and the Seahawks lose, or maybe the Seahawks win and the Packers lose. All of a sudden, you're looking at the two. If you get the two, you're looking at a, a Seattle game, a rematch of a couple years ago, playoff game, right? And then you're looking at a possible Detroit game. And the only thing I think about when I think about Cowboys Detroit is that mess with Tony Romo. Like, I mean, I know we won the game, but it's still not a fun game to remember because it took like years off my life. Um, but I will say this, as far as the Cowboys are concerned, I think I, I agree with uh, Tony in regards to if, if I'm Mike McCarthy and now I know there's a shred of a, of a chance to win this division and get yourself a home game, that's what you got to go play and do, right? You got to do that. A- am I worried? Like, I, I would prefer, I don't care who the opponent is at this point. I would rather have the home first round game. You know, I understand what they did last year at home. They stunk it up. They lost to the 49ers. Boom. The rest is history. It sucked, right? But I think that the Cowboys exponentially played a little bit better at home this year than they did on the road. You know, I understand they won plenty of games on the road, which is great. But overall, I think that the momentum, everything they've done at home this year, the place will be rocking. The place will more than likely be the 425 or the night game in the first round. You know what I mean? I just feel like that home game would be so much. Now, in the the crazy scenario that the 49ers drop onto a hopeless Arizona team and we have a chance to get the bye, then of course. I mean, that that's that goes without saying. You, you play and you you win, you take care of your business. Um, but there is a lot of people out there. I don't know if you fall on this, this, this side, Tony or Aiden. I mean, maybe Aiden, I already kind of know your answer. Like, you would rather play a Tom Brady in Tampa than a Aaron Rodgers in Dallas. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, <laughs> I just uh, you gotta exercise your demons at some point, right? So, like, I, you would hope trying to police <laughs> it, huh? I said you would hope, yeah, yeah, right. So, you eventually you're gonna have to to get where you want to go. You're gonna have to face somebody. So, if if there's a chance for us to be, and and this is truly how I feel, if I'm I'm okay with how it shakes out, right? If we have to be the five seed and go face a you know a team that's got nine wins or eight wins in Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, I'm okay with that. If if there's a way to get a one seed and get a first round buy and be the top team in the NFC, I love that. Um, and if we're gonna be the two seed and we gotta possibly face the Packers or the Seahawks and have a home game, I don't I don't hate that either. I mean, realistically, those are the only three options that the Cowboys are in play for, and I'm okay with any of them. Obviously, you you fight hard and. I would love to see the Eagles completely like crash and burn and that ends up helping us, but I'm okay with any type of scenario, honestly. Should you should you basically kind of speak to the masses here? Should should Cowboys Nation listen to this right now and kind of take that approach? Like no matter what happens next week, like we have ourselves a nice scenario. You know what I mean? Like maybe almost like a get the pressure off us right now. Don't go in there thinking too much or too heavily into the Giants and the Eagles because then you're going to drive yourself nuts if all of a sudden the Cowboys gut out a win. Or or let's just pretend for whatever reason we drop the game and all of a sudden the Eagles lose too. And you're just like, oh, my God, we could have we could have won the division. You know what I mean? Like that that would drive me absolutely up a wall. But what you just said is kind of speaking to the masses. And I think people should take that in consideration where next week. Sunday, week 18 or Saturday, whatever it turns out to be, week 18 is a go out there, win a football game, don't get hurt, stay as healthy as humanly possible, and however it shakes out, it shakes out. Aiden, you agree with this? 
Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I'm just kind of disappointed in the fact that, like, now knowing after the results of today, I almost would have preferred the Vikings win because at least then maybe we get the three seed. And, oh, I would love a matchup with the Giants in the first round of the playoffs. But, I mean, yeah, at this point, I've said it on the round table. You go, yeah. you say the three seed, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, yeah. yeah, if the Vikings won, we would, yeah. So, yeah. but I said it on the round table, and I'll say it again. I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. So, if they, they got to prove it somehow by getting getting through them in the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. It's kind of where we're at right now. And like I said, going into the playoffs, the only significant injuries of note that I know of that, like, like off the top of my head, that are listed as injuries are your Biotis and your LVEs and your potential Pollard. The, the the Dak Prescott thing, again, I don't foresee that being a massive issue. We, you know, we obviously dodged a massive bullet there. When he got up and he started, like, flexing the knee, I'm like, cool, we just lost him. You know, like, I just, like, in my head, I was like, oh, cool, ACL, gone. You know, like, I was, I was thinking the worst when that happened. But outside of that, Tony, is there something to – not only suiting up and trying to win a game, but trying to establish some kind of a rhythm. Because if there's no bye week and there's no off week in between, don't you kind of want to be on this little bit of a, I, I know this is almost very, very reminiscent. If you want to listen to it back last year, we probably said the same things, but don't you want to be in some kind of a rhythm or a heater going into that week, no matter who it is, whether, whether it be, you know, the first round matchup against the, the the Packers or the first round matchup at Tampa Bay. Don't you want to kind of, and I don't, I don't mean, you know, beat the brakes off the commanders. I, I don't like they could, right. They could go out there and put a 40 burger up and nobody really would bat an eye and, and be surprised. But like, if they gut out a win and they win it, like, I don't know, 17, 13 or some, something like that. And you know, the Cowboys defense forces maybe two or three turnovers and Dak throws a perfect game. Don't you think that's the recipe you need going in? Because I say that and my questions are usually like, I don't know, four minutes long. I say that in thinking that this, like for the giants sake, right? The Giants are going against the Philadelphia Eagles, and while Dayball and that coaching staff might think to themselves, we don't really need it, like, do they want to get the doors beat off them right right before the playoffs start? You know what I mean? I don't care who you tried out there. It's a division game, you know? Like, don't you think that both, all four of these squads have you, except for the Washington Commanders because they're eliminated, but don't you think these guys want a little, little bit momentum going into, uh, you know, the playoffs? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, in a perfect world, what you're saying makes total sense. Everybody wants to come out and play well and win a game and and be healthy. But I think what you got to look at is a team by team basis, right? I, you know, we don't know the Giants as intimate as we know the Cowboys, but you look at the Giants way and Dayball may say, hey, my team has been exhausted. They need a break. They may need, you know, a way to just recharge. Or like you said, they may say, like, listen, let's just ride this hot hand. We got to go out there, continue to play well. And maybe they give it and bring it to the Eagles because they feel like that's best for the team. Um, it, it's going to be really fascinating to see how these teams handle week 18. Um, last year, I was dead wrong and start you on the money. I really thought the Cowboys could value from, you know, sitting and, and kind of not padding the stats a little bit. But the Cowboys truly believe they need to go out there and continue that rhythm. And I mean, we'll probably see that, you know, I mean, there is value in that and there is no right or wrong answer. The only way it could be possibly wrong is if Daniel Jones or Dak Prescott gets hurt and then they're not available for the next playoff game. And then at that point, you're kicking yourself in the behind over it. But um, there's absolutely something to be said about going out there and trying to put good football, good film, and good feelings into it before you head into the playoffs. Are you trying to say that Cooper Rush can't win the Super Bowl? Is that what you're trying to say right now? Because <laughs> yeah, right. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's pretty darn good at football and is way better than any other backup within the NFC East, if we're talking truth. If Nick Foles can do it, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Jeez. And now Nick Foles, 
forgot how to play football completely. Like he just, he looks like a shell of himself out there. It is brutal. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so the playoffs will play on like play on and, and we'll have to see how it goes. We all have kind of our preferred destinations. Um, it, it, how they play it is another story, but you just got to be patient now. Now you just got to wait the week out and, and see who's playing. And, you know, I don't know if anybody tips their hand too hard. Like Vrabel was like the one that like came out and said the Titans were like, hey, listen, you know, we're not playing anybody. So, you know, and I don't know if Dayball is that. I sure as shit know it's Suriani ain't that guy because he's, you know, talk about a guy who said he, first of all, <laughs> I, I can go off and off and off and off on this guy. But, you know, for him to say he doesn't get to high, too high or too low, it's like, so comical considering he was literally jumping into the front row of the Colts game after beating them by one. And then like yelling, how about them Eagles when they beat Cooper rush? So shout out to Nick Sariani. You're a fool and a tool. And I hope uh, nothing good comes your way in 2023. <laughs> so, all right, before we get out of here, I'll put you guys on the spot because why not new year's resolutions, but not for us, because I'm sure we have our own individual, what we want to do and what we want out of, uh, of 2023. Dallas Cowboys, New Year's resolutions. What do you want out of this team, Aiden? I'll start with you, put you on the spot first. Resolution isn't a, isn't really like a, um, a, a, you know, a wish or a goal. It's basically just to kind of resolve something. What what do you want out of this Dallas Cowboys team heading into the new year? My resolution would be put it together. I think we've seen over the first half of the year, we saw the defense look like for my money, the best in the NFL over the second half of the year, we've seen the offense look like one of the best in the NFL, if not the best, just put it together. If you put it together, come playoff time. I don't think there is a single team in the NFL that can stop the Cowboys. And so just before January or before the playoffs come, put it together. Tony. For me, it's simple, right? It's don't blink. Uh, this team is, is shown the ability to to beat up on really bad teams and, and look like an, a world-class football team at times. And then, you know, the polar opposite at times as well, heading into the playoffs, whatever you got to harvest, you know, when Michael Jordan, you know, he, I took that personal type of attitude. I need, I need them to find that. I need them to, you know, I don't care if it's something we write, right. I don't care if they're searching the blogs to find something for that motivation. This team needs to not blink. Like it's right much in the vein that Aiden said, defense need to start rolling need to find that early season mag magic i'm not really worried about the offense i think they're gonna be fine they even when they do bad they still score 24 points 27 points in the game so it's gonna be the defense they're gonna have to find it and and these leaders right demarcus lawrence guys that are stepping up with voices micah parsons they gotta nip the, the nonsense in a bud right we've seen this team spiral out against the 49ers and have that like crazy like i can't believe this is happening look on their face on the sideline this team needs to find that makeup of a champion championship caliber football team and if it, that's the one thing they got they have the talent they need to put it all together and there is a little bit of luck that goes into winning the super bowl so why not the cowboys why not us i like it i like it um mine is a little bit more based on the fan base you know like outside of the the dallas cowboys what you guys both said was absolutely on the money you know if the, uh, there's nobody that can touch us if we put it all together eight and there really isn't um, and as far as not blinking, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that as well. Just kind of go out there, take care of your business. Don't look like, you know, shocked if somebody, you know, does something. Just keep a level head. And that's where I'm at with the fan base. And I, this is kind of like a self-reflection thing as well on how you should react going forward with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, obviously, there, there's multiple scenarios. We talked about them all night um, as far as like which ways we can go. But I want to let the fan base know 
that we have a quarterback on this squad right now that we I don't know and this is no disrespect to Tony Romo because I, I loved Romo I was a big big Romo guy but like Aikman and the guys that I grew up watching you know I was talking to my dad about this and I said he said to me he's like Aikman wouldn't allow specific things because he was just a lunatic on the sidelines and I know Dak Prescott is very like even keel but i need the fan base to understand that the mistakes will happen there is no such thing as a flawless football game right and sometimes there is sometimes you can go out there win 35 nothing and feel like oh wow we did nothing wrong but this is the playoffs so this is the elite there's only 14 teams in this dance out of 32 in the league so if the cowboys go out there and they play their first game and the opening drive is a pick six just remember go back to the philadelphia game and realize okay we were down 10 points multiple times this quarterback, Dak Prescott, has the resiliency to keep playing forward and never, ever, like, remembering these bad. The only thing he wants to remember is why it happened, meaning go over there to the Microsoft Surface, figure out what went wrong, erase it from your memory. The Cowboys fan base has to think like that because I think going forward, what we have here is is a little bit more special than what years past. And I'm not saying that, you know, the Cowboys have a better chance this year to win it all. But when I look at this team and I look at the field last year, and I look at the field this year, outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, who have won a bunch of games in the beginning of the season, and now they're putting themselves in position to kind of ride off into the sunset, really. Honestly, if, J- if Jalen Hurts gets back there, I'm sure they'll play v- very well. But I look at that field out there, and I think that this is the most winnable field that I've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, and I'm looking at the AFC as well. So I'm not even just like thinking dreams of getting to the NFC title game. I'm not thinking about dreams of getting to the Super Bowl. I'm thinking that if they get to the Super Bowl and they do what Aiden just said and put it all together and they don't blink like Tony just said, they have a chance to end this entire friggin' drought this year. Now, I'm I'm also saying this, don't get too high on moments. If we go up 10-0, you know that there's big play abilities to be had by some of these stars that we're going to meet. If Tom Brady's down by eight, in the fourth, and he gets the ball with one minute left, you better just sit back and grab your chair and just hold on because you know damn well he's probably going to score, right? And then you have to assume that, okay, it comes down to the two. Oh, what's that? He got the two? Let's go win the coin toss. You know, stuff like that. And, and, And it's funny, as I speak this, I'm just like, there's no way, Dave, that you can handle this. There's no way that you yourself can actually go through this and be like, it's everything's going to be fine. But again, and I'll say this as we close, the Dallas Cowboys have a chance with a win over Washington, to have 13 wins in an NFL season. That doesn't happen by accident. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's enough of this jargon where you're back and forth. Dak's not the guy. Dak's the guy. I'm not sure about this. This receiver stinks. I can't believe we didn't get Odell, blah, blah, blah. 13 and four is a possibility. And if it's not, it's 12 and five. And again, it's two back-to-back 12-win seasons, man. Gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys are a good football team right now. And there's only about four teams with 12 wins or more in this entire league, maybe five. Right. And I'm looking around and I'm like, you know, maybe everybody should just pump the brakes for a second. You know what I'm saying? And embrace and, and, and appreciate this, this run that we're on right now. And again, if it comes to an abrupt halt and we're sitting here in two and a half weeks talking about what went wrong against Tom Brady and where do we go from here? I still like our chances to be a very, very, very productive football team going forward. We got a lot of pieces in place right now. And while people are still, oh, what about Zeke? And what about Dak's contract? And what about this and that? And we got to sign Micah. And CD's going to come up on a fifth year up. Don't worry about all that. The window is now. And I really got good feeling about this Dallas Cowboys team. So final thoughts, Tony, you got anything heading into week number 18? 
Yeah, I think um, I love what you said there. Every, you put it really well together. But this is this is where it gets fun, right? We go through it every single week. We've been talking find about your, it. To find fun. Yeah, <laughs> this is where the sickos consider this to be fun, right? This is right. the the heart palpitations. This is what mm -hmm. you kind of that living on edge stuff. So I, you know, Cowboys fans, like you said, there's going to be some crazy emotion. There's going to be a lot going on here, but don't take this for granted. We haven't seen this back-to-back -back seasons in a very long time. And this is something that we can really resurrect some demons here. And, and I love the opportunity. I love this football team. And I said it last year and I really mean it this year. I think this team is different. They just got to click and they got to find a way. Aiden. Yeah. I think once again, what you said was right on the money and it brings me back to the great Buddha, Dave Hellman. <laughs> Actually, he put out a great tweet that I loved. He said, yeah, I mean, this season could end in failure, and it will be that will be really difficult to swallow for a while. But the key to winning a Super Bowl is just making the playoffs consistently because Tony mentioned it in the show. It is a little bit of a crapshoot once you get to the playoffs. Any team could be any team on a given week. And so just making it to the playoffs is huge, and that's what McCarthy is doing. And that's what this Dak Prescott has proved, that if he's playing a full season, there's a very solid chance he's making it to the playoffs. So even if everything falls apart this year, this team is set up to succeed, and I'm very thankful that we're at this point just consistently making the playoffs. I'm just glad everybody's having fun. That's all. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> the next time you hear from the first and ten podcast, we will know our first round or second round opponent. We will know what's going on um, in the playoff scenarios and all that stuff. So the Dallas Cowboys will wrap up their year against the Washington Commanders. There'll be full coverage of this previews and hype and all that stuff going into the week on the blogging the boys podcast network obviously on the blogging the boys youtube channel on tuesday i'm sure we'll reign supreme over there and have a great old time um you know and try to get into the new year and you know uh, a couple of us blogging the boys people will will put our differences behind us and try to try to have a normal conversation and uh it'll be fun so for dave Sergio, tony catalina aiden davis this has been another episode of the first and 10 podcast enjoy your week everybody the dallas cowboys are in the playoffs no matter what happens next week so everybody just calm down take a breath take a shot and go home see you guys next week Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts.